You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert host help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Nothing But Net on Steady Picks Radio. My name is Dan, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Says That. Make sure that you follow Steady Picks at Get Steady Picks and go to SteadyPicks.com to sign up for their free membership. That's right, free, 100%, no billing info, no tricks, no nothing. Daily system plays across all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, your big weekend events, golf, UFC, things of that nature, 100% free. Now the record speaks for itself. You can see it. It is completely transparent. You really can't afford not to. There is no basketball on Monday night. So I'm recording this on Sunday. I do not know the outcome of Sixers-Hawks, nor the outcome of the Western Conference Finals Game 1, but honestly, who cares? So I needed to do this, one, because I don't know what kind of mood I'll be in. I believe the Sixers will win, so we'll see. And I guess I will take the L if they don't, and I'm saying this on the recording, but whatever. But there won't be any games Monday night anyway, so I need something to talk about, so... Yesterday, I found myself in the morning just rolling around through DraftKings boards, seeing what I could throw my money at, and I started looking back to NFL futures. So I thought that that would be a good conversation this week, as now that we get to the NBA Conference Finals, it looks like there may be some lulls in the schedule, potentially. So as I look ahead to the schedule, it looks like they are going to start alternating nights so the East won't start till Wednesday. So Tuesday, we're going to get a game a night, so it might be... A little dry so football football stuff definitely starting to come to the forefront even though we're only in late june so i want to talk about a lot of futures plays that that i already like obviously things can still change we just uh saw the julio jones deal to tennessee being a, a big shift uh across both conferences as it gives the titans another huge weapon alongside aj brown and atlanta loses a disgruntled player but they still have quite the offense but that that one definitely hurts as far as Atlanta futures I know that Ricky from wake up and wager I think got us all sold a month or two ago on the hawk or not the hawks oh boy the Falcons over win total and losing Julio Jones I think really kind of hurts that it makes that a little bit scary but they still should have a pretty good offense and you know Julio last year was a shell of himself anyway so it'll be interesting to see if he can get back Um, so just another thing that that has shifted some of the odds and things can always change in this regard. But there's a lot of things that, that I'm pretty confident about already that I feel really good about. One of the things that I'm on, and if you've listened to me talk about anything, basketball, football, whatever, I, I very rarely will bet the consensus favor on a lot of things. Cause I usually just don't find that there's enough value versus the field, even on a heavy favor. And I've been preaching for months now, Against that for the Brooklyn Nets, who just got eliminated last night by the Milwaukee Bucks. So, you know, not saying I told you, but I kind of told you. So, just something to consider. But a, a pretty a pretty far out there favorite that I think is, is still good value ba- based on the fact that it's more than a two-to-one dog still is in the NFL, the team to win 
the fewest regular season games. And the Houston Texans are plus 225. The Detroit Lions are plus 400. Everybody after that is plus 1,000 or greater. So it, it's really a two-team race here. And I, and I get the, the Detroit thing as well. But here's the difference is there's still time for the Texans to figure out how to move on from Deshaun Watson. He doesn't want to be there. It seems like they kind of plan to get rid of him. And either way, he's actually, unlike Aaron Rodgers, who I have never believed would actually sit the season out, I do believe Deshaun Watson would sit the season out. I believe the Texans would you know, bench him. He would not show up, whatever, whatever. I think there's a real chance that he doesn't play. And I, I don't get that with Aaron Rodgers, and I, and I don't get that namely because of the fact that the Packers are still so heavily listed as favorites on a lot of things on these books, whereas the Texans are, you know, the favorite to probably be the worst team in football. So, again, like our uh, our friend Matt says from Vegas Always Knows, I mean, it's the name of the show, Vegas Always Knows. They, they really do. So there's something to that. This is a team that was 4-12 and last season. And, I mean, at least for the first half of the year, they appeared to be a team that was trying to some extent. So... Just a really poor showing. There's not a whole lot there. J.J. Watt left. They obviously traded Hopkins to the Cardinals a, a year ago. And now it looks like Deshaun Watson's going to try and find his way out in some way, shape, or form. Whether that happens in, in the summer, whether that happens during the season, or he maybe even sits out a year until they figure it out. So I, I think that this one's pretty good. The Lions being so close is is a little worrisome, I guess. But here's the thing. I know the Lions are a poverty franchise. But Jared Goff is not the worst quarterback in the league by far. Um, I do think Stafford's better than him. I think Stafford is an upgrade for the Rams. But, you know, Jared Goff is no slouch. He can win a couple of games, even if that team is really bad. So I just have more faith in the Lions, you know, being a little bit better than the Texans. Uh, Again, the thing that could ruin the Texans is somehow Watson shows up and plays like a potential MVP guy. But I've never been that big on him to be in with and that team is so bad that I it would it would be some one hell of a show if he somehow pulled that off so I'm pretty out on it I think that this is a fairly safe bet obviously being the favorite tells you that as well but being at plus 225 is still pretty good value because I just don't think Jared Goff who I expect to play 17 games and show up and be fairly okay can play as poorly as the Texans the next team's in the bracket after them, all plus a thousand are the Bengals, Jaguars, and Jets. And you, you look at, you know, the Jets. I I could potentially see it, but like the Bengals should be getting Burrow back, so they should be better. The Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. You think you know hope he'll play okay, and they have a decent team around him. So like they're just teams with hope, and there is no hope in Houston. There's nothing for them to play for. They've been fairly successful, you know, for the past decade or so. So they don't really have a lot of pressure to be great either. Like the Jets have been so bad for so long that like there is a lot of pressure on the Jets to figure something out. The Bengals, you know, were always a first round exit, if not just missing the playoffs. But still, you have a franchise quarterback or a guy you believe to be a franchise quarterback. Same thing with the Jaguars. So, you know, th- there there's some expectations on those teams to so at least show up and try. There's just there's just nothing for Houston. And I think they have a little bit of leeway to try and build. So this feels like a year where they just kind of call it. So, 
even at plus 225, I think that there is great value here. I think that they're, you know, like I would probably flip a coin between them and, and the next four teams. Like I would give them a 50-50 chance to do it versus any of the other teams. And once you get beyond those other teams, I mean, the Eagles are actually the next team at plus 1,400 to have the, the fewest wins. And, you know, I, I've been back and forth on the Eagles. I'm not quite sure where I stand on it, but, like, they're such a better team than the Texans. that That's insulting. And actually, the Eagles have been listed as one of the favorites to pursue Watson if it seems like there is a deal to be made, which is a whole other conversation in itself. But if the Eagles got to show Watson, then, I mean, they're probably winning the division. Let's, let's just be honest about it. The NFC East is bad. Um, it's not very good. I think that the Cowboys are getting way too much credit. Obviously, I'm biased in that regard. But still, I mean, there have been years where I've said, okay, hey, it's the Cowboys year. Hey, it's the, the Giants year. It's never been the Redskins year. I never have said that. I never will say that. But I'm sorry, the Washington football team. But I did a show before if you heard about, you know, division winners and stuff like that. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that today. But we'll definitely revisit that at some point once maybe it seems like anything has really changed on that front. But again, Texans to win the least games plus 225. More fun conversation to have is who will win the most games. You can probably guess the favorites being the Chiefs and the Bucks. The Chiefs plus 400, the Bucks plus 650. Listen, either of them are fine. The Chiefs especially plus 400 seems pretty good. It's Patrick Mahomes. Hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. The Bucks, I don't know about regular season wins. I, I understand them being in title contention for sure. I don't have any argument against that. But most wins, I mean... We saw last season the inconsistency, you know, Brady's, what, 43, 44? I mean, the dude's ancient. So while I'm not betting against him, you know, in like a single-game scenario, he's probably going to have his lapses. He's probably going to have those times where he doesn't play all that well at times or anything. So I just, I don't love that stuff. But what I do like, what I think is pretty decent value in a team that is loaded on both sides that has a, a younger, hungrier QB, in my opinion, because he hasn't won yet, and a great home field advantage, an insane fan base, fan base, and plays in a pretty weak division, which you know can can lead you to you know six wins in itself, possibly. Is the Buffalo Bills a plus one thousand? Uh, I already have placed a bet in on this. Uh, I really think that there's value here. Again, I, they're going to win the division easily. I think. And getting those easy wins then leads you to only have a handful of tough games on the schedule, most likely. Josh Allen, I believe, is second in MVP odds, so clearly a big season is expected to come from him. Again, like I just said, you're getting the fans back. Buffalo fans, Bills Mafia, we know are absolute psychopaths. I have nothing but respect for them, all the respect in the world. There is no away game that wouldn't involve the Eagles that I would want to go to more than a Bills game just for the atmosphere, just to party it up, just to jump through a, a table. That That's my kind of scene. So, uh, you know, I, I'll say that there is some rooting interest for me on that end, but but purely, you know, analyzing this for what it is. We, you know they're a good team. You know their quarterback is on fire. The uh, acquisition of Stefan Diggs proved to be huge for them last season. He was an absolute monster the defense is good again playing in buffalo getting the fans back i just think everything points toward a lot of success for the bills so I, i'm surprised that they're that high i would think that they 
probably should be higher than the Bucks. I, I, the, I have no problem with the Chiefs being the favorite. And again, I don't think that that's a bad bet at all. But I would have the Bills as the second, you know, favorite on here ahead of Tampa for sure. So uh, I think that that means there's a lot of value there at plus a thousand. So if you want to bet the Chiefs, I wouldn't be upset at you for betting the Chiefs. And maybe that's a hedge play down the line that that I place a, a heavier bet on. Like I, I would consider throwing a hundred on that to win the four. Again, no, I'm never going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And in a one-game scenario, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady still at this point. But, you know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about regular season record. And, you know, it very much seems like this could be the Bills kind of season to just be that dominant team in the regular season. But then we're still not sure about them in the playoffs, especially if they have to go uh, to Arrowhead or even if Kansas City goes to Buffalo. Because, obviously, if the Bills win the most games, then they would have home field. Uh, which I do think is a big deal for them and, and far more important to them than a team like Kansas City who probably trusts themselves to go on the road and win if they have to. Uh, especially if you look at like Andy Reid sitting guys at the end of the season, which he's done before. You know, th- those kinds of things could factor into how all that goes. So, again, it's a tough thing to, to look at this far out, but that's just why I think that that plus 1,000 seems a little bit high. And the fact that they're not the second favorite to do it is, is really what, what stuck out to me is that I would have them... At, at lower odds than the Bucks, uh, personally. So, again, I think that that creates value there. Going to get on to some more of these team futures uh, as far as conference winners and some great value bets. I have a couple teams I want to talk about there. But first, a message from our friends at Steady Picks. Visit www.steadypicks.com and become a member today. A Steady Picks membership is only $20 per month and gives you all the tools you need to become a better sports better. Use promo code RADIO for 50% off your first month and follow us on social media at Steady Picks for daily updates. Enjoy listening to Steady Picks Radio and be sure to head over to SteadyPicks.com and sign up today. All right, so we're going to move on to the NFC. Who do we think can win the NFC? And... When you look at the odds, the Bucks, the favorites, not a surprise there. Rams, uh, the Bucks are plus 300. The Rams are plus 600. The Niners plus 625. The Packers plus 800. And rounding out the top five, the Seahawks at plus 1100. There's a lot of value here because basically you've got a lot of teams that I think are capable of, of winning the NFC over Tampa Bay. I've already placed a futures bet on Tampa Bay. They're very good. They're Again, we've, I've been talking about this for this whole episode now, so shouldn't come as a surprise. I don't think plus 300 is bad value for them as, as at all because here's the thing. I, I really look at it. I think these top five teams are the only ones that I really believe can be there. I don't have a, a great long shot pick. If I had to pick somebody outside of these five, I'd probably take the Cardinals at plus 2,000, but I, I think they're like a year away probably. Um, I, I'm, I'm really high on Kyler Murray as a, as a Dark Horse MVP candidate, but I don't think I'm high on the team overall. I don't believe in San Francisco, and I don't believe in Green Bay just because even though I think Rodgers will play, I think the behind-the-scenes stuff is, is going to leak into that if he stays there, which at this point it kind of seems like he's staying. So I just don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy their defense or the health of their offensive players, which always seems to come through. Their, their running backs and their receivers are always getting hurt. They refuse to really commit to the running game, you know, with Aaron Jones. And Devontae Adams is, you know, an absolute monster, but he ends up missing stretches of games. And, you know, once teams start really focusing on him, Rodgers still forces the ball there because he doesn't trust anybody else. 
I don't know. It's just not really for me. So I, I like I like three plays here. And again, because of the fact that you've got the the favorite at plus three hundred, I think it, it's fine to take three teams here because you're you're almost looking at either you know winning a lot or probably breaking even if you're putting the same on everything. But I wouldn't do that. I'd I'd probably bet a little heavier on the Bucks and then throw the same amount on the Rams plus six hundred and the Seahawks plus eleven hundred. Russell Wilson, yet another guy I'm not betting against. Pete Carroll, an incredible coach. They have all the skill players on offense. All they have to do is keep the defense, you know, average and and get by. They have a great home field. Again, not betting against Russ or Pete Carroll. So plus 1,100. I already have an MVP bet in on Russ as well. So I really like that. The Rams, again, Ricky kind of talked me into this. I am not wasn't really sure how I felt about the, the swap for Stafford, but I guess... I'm going to start to believe that Stafford can can be a difference maker for the Rams because I definitely agree he's better than Goff. I've always been a bit of a McVay skeptic, and we'll talk more about him later, unfortunately. You know, maybe this is the move. I mean, all the bookmakers are, are acting like it is that big of a jump. We know the Rams have been incredibly successful the past few years. They have the Super Bowl appearance against the Patriots, which they lost, and the offense looked terrible. So maybe with a more competent quarterback in that situation, they actually you know could have won. You have Aaron Donald on the other side, who is like the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year again. No surprise there. So you know there's a lot for them to be to be excited about. So I don't think there's any way you can't not bet the Rams. I think you probably have to bet the Bucks and the Rams, no matter what. And then you can take your flyer on a third team again. I like the Seahawks. If you talk yourself more into the Niners or Packers, fine. If you somehow think, you know, a Vikings or Cardinals could be that kind of team, they're the only two longer shots that I, I could con- conceivably put any kind of money on. And I don't think I'm going to, but I, I just I would kind of understand maybe you having that thought process. As far as the AFC, there's only really two teams for me because the Chiefs at plus 250, it's not enough for me. It's really not. Uh, I can't really get behind it. There's a lot. The AFC is loaded, and Mahomes. We've seen that, you know. He, I'm. You can't call him injury prone, but he he's had a couple little nagging kind of things already happen to him in his career. Plays kind of reckless, so the potential for him to go and get himself hurt, whether it's a reaggravation or you know a, a, a similar injury, or whether it's something entirely new. I mean, his, his play style puts him in those kinds of positions. So. I've been talking about the Bills. Obviously, the Bills are plus 600. I love that play. I just think the value is there. Again, I, I understand the, the Chiefs, and I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't pick them against the Chiefs, obviously, straight up or anything like that. But plus 600 seems like incredible value on that. The other one, though, and we talked about you know the deal that was just made, and I feel like that should have uh, changed this. I don't know what it was before the trade because I haven't looked at this in a little bit, but I- I'm just surprised to see it here and the teams that they're behind. The Tennessee Titans at plus 1,300. We've already seen them in an AFC Championship game with a lot of the core that they still have. And you have Tannehill and you have Derrick Henry. You saw the the coming out party for A.J. Brown, and now you add Julio Jones to that. So, I mean, that offense could be very, very high-powered, and the defense is good as well. So I think they're kind of being slept on. Here are teams that are in front of them as far as winning the the AFC. The Colts, the Broncos, the Browns. I don't like any of them. The Ravens ahead of them, I understand. Lamar Jackson's won an MVP. The franchise is always, you know, in the second round, if not the championship game. So that that I understand. But 
see Lamar, somebody that I don't know that I t- really trust at this point. Again, Tennessee has been there. They've been in the championship game. They've been damn close to winning it. And they're a team for the past, you know, two years or so that has actually, even in regular season matchups, given Kansas City fits. So they seem like they match up well with the elite teams and they've played well overall. The the question mark is obviously Ryan Tannehill, who, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of mixed feelings about. He looks great at times. He he's he's really found his way in Tennessee and they gave him the big deal, but he's still Ryan Tannehill, and I don't know that everybody's really on board with deeming him like a franchise quarterback, you know, even like a top 10 quarterback. And I get that. I do. Uh, there's just sometimes where it doesn't really pass the eye test. I think this is a, a, a big make or break kind of season for him. I'm surprised that the odds makers don't see it that way. And they're, they're not far ahead of teams like Miami, the chargers, the Patriots. And that really surprises me. The chargers are a team that I think is getting a lot of love that, I'm not really sure. I know Justin Herbert looked great and and I'm I you know I think he's going to be good. I don't have any doubts about him, but I do doubt the overall talent of that team. I, I'm super not sure about you know the the organization as a whole, about their about their coach and everything. Like Brandon Staley is the favorite to win coach of the year and that that's very surprising to me, especially because of the fact that they like the uh performance and expectations of Herbert kind of so super uh, exceeded what what they should have been last year that I don't think you get that same benefit the next year. Like if he would have not, if he would have taken that step this year, then I can see it. But the fact that he already kind of made that leap in year one, I think, kind of leads to not knowing so much about that kind of award and and th- this kind of like recognition already. Like you got to see the team make the jump now. So I think there's something. A little off about that one. So I, I really like the Titans plus 1300. I think that there's a ton of value there. The Bills, uh, I'll admit to anybody who's like, oh, I think you're just kind of being a little, you know, fanish on them. That's very true. But they, they also are very good. I don't think anybody can doubt that. But, I, you know, their odds are about right. I just think that, you know, I think they have as good of chance, if not just a slightly worse chance than the Chiefs. Yet, Chiefs plus 250, Bills plus 600. I think that discrepancy is too much. So maybe the Chiefs should be backed off a little bit. Maybe the Bills should have been up a little higher. Like, I think there should only be about like a, I don't know, maybe like a $200 split there. Like, if it was like, you know, Chiefs plus 350, Bills plus 550, I might be having a very different conversation. But um, the, the plus 250 to plus 600 difference is what, is what creates the value in in my opinion as far as the team to win the AFC. So I think I'm actually going to call it for this episode and I'm going to save uh, some more of these other plays and, and record it as another episode because uh, we're running pretty long here. We're, we're well over 20 minutes and um, this might be a lot and I want people to be able to catch the replays and whatnot. So some other futures I have that I want to talk about. I have a coach of the year play, a comeback player of the year play, a defensive player of the year play, an offensive rookie of the year play, and one rushing prop bet already that are available. I've already made bets on week one spreads. I, there's something wrong with me. There's something seriously wrong with me. I can't wait to talk about this stuff. I'm so excited for the upcoming football season. If you're not familiar with me and football, that is my number one. That is my wheelhouse. Uh, I've been... Learning the NBA uh, this season, especially, um, you know, working for Steady Picks, and and obviously I've had pretty good success. I'm I'm definitely proud of it, but football is where 
I make my money and I'm very excited to be able to do that with steady picks and for everybody. So I hope that you enjoyed this again. I think it's a great time to start looking at NFL futures before we get in the training camps and things like that. And more money starts coming in and adjusting some of those lines. So uh, take a look at those again to recap what we talked about in this episode. The Texans to win the least games this season at plus 225. The Bills to win the most games this season at plus 1,000. Three teams to win the NFC. We have the Bucks at plus 300, the Rams at plus 600, the Seahawks at plus 1,100. And then in the AFC, we like the Titans plus 1,300 and the Bills plus 600. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Dan Says that follows Steady Picks at Get Steady Picks and go to SteadyPicks.com to sign up for their free monthly membership, 100% free, no more $20 a month, daily system plays, everything you can need. You can't afford not to. We'll be back on the NBA tomorrow, I promise, talking uh, a little bit about uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, which will start Wednesday, which we'll also talk about Wednesday morning, and obviously trying to put out some bets for Tuesday's Western Conference Finals Game 2. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and let's make some money.